What is up, fellow humans and mutants alike? My name is Kyle. I am with Danny, and today is the day, Danny. According to the internet, COVID is going to disappear. Uh, unemployment's going to disappear. Racism's going to disappear. You excited? All of it today. Well, yeah, I mean, if we're all dead, then we can't really have these Good problems. point. Good <laughs> point. Yes. Why? Yeah. Why worry when you could just, you know die from pain and misery like let the pain and misery consume and take over you and kill you thus the pain goes away is that that's how you view life right that's, that's you just well, i mean for generations they would come up to groups of societies and people and say like well instead of fixing this problem or helping these people why don't we just do genocide you know yeah if you don't have a workforce then you don't have unemployment that's how good i look at point. it good point what a positive spin on uh, genocide. <laughs> genocide yeah um speak- i could do good pr for moira yeah <laughs> it'll, it'll yeah it'll be, you know you know being being a gobles is hard man it's a hard yeah, life to live come cheap. yeah yeah um but today we are getting into hellions issue number eight we got segovia and wells uh doing their doing their thing once again last week we went into a new mission with a new iraqi minded uh nanny and uh wild wild child and uh we met with cameron hodge that that very very racist uh individual with you know a team of your, your generic robots your typical generic robots and that's where we last left off and we are about to see what happens with the rest of the mission. Are you excited, Danny? Are you concerned? I'm a little concerned for uh, people involved in this, especially once you once we know that there there's Iraqis now. I'm just like I'm I'm afraid for you. Yeah, because they're kind of wild cards, and no pun intended for wild child, but yeah. it's really one of those weird things where their demeanor is very different and how they approach things. So everyone else is kind of put at arm's length, but also willing to give them a chance and they're I'm, straight they're, they're the same person obviously still in appearance but yes in, in their mind they're definitely changed and everyone's aware of it exactly um and i'm still digging the whole havoc just like i sh- i'm not even supposed to be here today mentality like just holding strong throughout every issue of these books man i love it i love it he's just like i shouldn't be with these people i don't i don't know why i'm here this is not right i, I feel like, like he's getting a no therapy from this and he's just trying to comfort himself like nobody gives a shit about how emotionally traumatized <laughs> havoc is getting in every mission every time and another running thing that comes back is the empath getting the wrecked and path somehow getting wrecked also bailing before he gets wrecked which she does which, <laughs> which we'll still inevitably then. leads to him getting wrecked anyway <laughs> yeah so it's like why why bother just he just always saying. thinks he has the right plan and it never leads him anywhere <laughs> running <laughs> well, he's always just like i gotta get out of here before i die yeah. and it just brings him full circle and he's like ah oh, fuck i'm where i'm gonna die essentially <laughs> yep <laughs> No escaping it. No escaping at all. What do you think of this cover art? We got some robots being ripped apart. Wild, ch- wild child in the center. I, I like the it. little uh, signature snuck in on the finger. On the finger, the yeah. yeah. The symmetry of that is really good. I liked it. It made it very unabrasive. Sometimes when people put in their signatures, it's like a nice, you have a nice image, and then all of a sudden there's this weird like handwriting on it that does not fit even to like the shape mm-hmm. of the image. Yeah, but this contours with the finger very does well. does does a good job. I dig it. I dig it. We got havoc with this. Like I'm not supposed to be here. Look, yeah, uh, Nanny was like this drive. <laughs> like I'm gonna put my fist through your body, through your fucking shoulder. Looks, <laughs> yeah, just bam, gone. Even uh, uh, Psylocke is impressed. She's yeah, like, she's like, like, I'm, I'm normally the one to throw down, but I guess you guys are taking all, all the right, ass. <laughs> and we're gonna see this play out a little bit in the issue uh shall we get into this you ready for this let's dive in the soul of man does not hate the hate is separate is a separate thing cumbersome armor forged in neglect and fear nightcrawler nightcrawler man you have a lot of time to talk it looks like you need your own book he's good at narration (laughs) he really likes to sit there he's like the morgan freeman of the uh x-men universe they got him constantly in a room filled with egg crates and just has this boom mic and headset going (laughs) 
uh yeah man um yeah hopefully his uh his book that's i already forgot the name of it what do you remember x of way of x way of x yeah the way of the dawn of the rain i was like the dawn of the rain the something of x there's x in it i knew there was an x um we'll see how that goes i'm excited uh again yeah, yeah. that's promising art wise and i don't i think writing we looked at it and it was uh not anyone relatively known no yeah from what i remember um which could be a good thing Oh, yeah. You never know. You never know. But we shall see. Um, Going back to the mission, uh, we get uh, Cameron Hodge pretty much doing his thing where he left off last time, being very racist, talking about, you know, I'm going to kill all you wretched scum and and this this is a holy crusade always referring to it there are pox upon the earth he's doing his bad guy monologue that he's really trying to get out because this is almost that stereotypical x-men standoff and havoc's all for it he he knows that this kind of rigmarole is something they've been a part of but while while child (laughs) (laughs) have been been essentially on a different wavelength from the get-go and they mm-hmm. just don't even play to any of this no they're like i'm not even gonna play to it and like hodge is still trying his best to get his monologue out yep. while like watching them run past him and he's right just looking like wait like we have a decorum like there's rules here <laughs> <laughs> and they're just gone already over it yeah they're gone on the mission ready to strike even havoc and Psylocke and uh great crow and all them they're they're even like damn they're they're Dust. Yeah, and, uh, they don't even know how to react to like how how impressed they are, just like direct these two are being. Yeah, they're just on it. You can tell with the subterfuge. The more subterfuge you are, you have, the more in the mission you you are. It seems. Yep, and it's, I mean, look at Nanny. She's like fifty percent subterfuge. Yeah, half of her like dome is subterfuge. On pretty much. A mission right there. Yeah, that is mission worthy. And yeah, Cameron's just like he's still yelling at him, spewing hate. He's just like you heretic. Herit- her- her- I can't even say that. Heretical scum. Um, and yeah, just yelling at him is just like all right. I guess we got to go buy Wild Child and Nanny time. I guess that's our mission now. So yeah. let's buy them time, guys. Yeah. Out. <laughs> I mean, they're in Nanny's ship, so I guess she would know. She would know how, how to, to find it. Everything. Yeah. Shit. Now they're now they're covering the rear. Yep. <laughs> well, well, welcome to the B team, Psylocke. Um Yeah. Yeah. So they 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 pretty much hop into uh, hop into action. Um, uh, but we start this uh, preface off with. A, another quote: New friends, old fr- old enemies. Good news: Nanny, Wildchild, and Orphan Maker were successfully resurrected after their deaths in Araco. Bad news: Without a specialized armor containment suit, Orphan Maker's mutant powers threaten to uh, threaten the safety of the world. Good news: Nanny has the tools to build a new suit on board her ship. Bad news: Nanny's ship has been repossessed by the anti-mutant group. The right, led by Cameron Hodge. Good news. The Hellions are a uh, are on a mission to retrieve it. Bad news. The Hellions are on a mission to retrieve it. This is not how you do good news, bad news. It's yeah. just the one good news it's... and the one bad news. You can't no, just you do can't it because it's good news, bad news, good news, yeah. bad news. Here's good, good news, and then bad, <laughs> bad, bad, bad news. It reminds like, me of the uh, Treehouse of Horror episode with the evil Krusty, where he's just all like, or he's talking to the dude, and he's just like, it's cursed. He's like, aw, the curse comes with a free soda. Ooh. <laughs> or no, he says it. He bought the Krusty doll, and it's cursed, but it comes with free ice cream. And he's free like, ice cream, oh. yeah. But the ice cream is also the cursed. Ice cream. He's like, oh, yeah. He's like, is it fat free? And he's like, yes, ooh. <laughs> he's back again. <laughs> uh, yes. Uh, very much the same vibes. Yeah, yeah, totally. So, uh, yeah, they bounce into, uh, they pretty much bounce into action. Uh, Hodge sends out some robots. He's just like, all right, do your thing. Do kill some, kill some scum. That's what you're here for. And, um, you know, Havoc is even just like, yeah, racist robots. Let's do it. I'm ready. And, uh, yeah, they're like, let's buy some time right now. We'll do it. Everyone's getting into it. Great Crow's like cocking his gun. And that is when our good friend Empath does what he does best. And he says, fuck this. I'm out of here. See ya. (laughs) 
He's running so fast. He's literally he's like tripping, at a forty-five degree angle. Like his like, upper body is not like parallel yeah. with the rest of his body. No, no. Yeah, he's very off-center. He's almost about to fall over. Everyone, I know the ninja run is popular these days, but it is not an effective way to run. No, it's not. Unless you're trying to make a meme. <laughs> right? It's not practical combat. He's trying to get... Um, he's, he's, he's getting to Area 51. He's ready. That's, that's but, I mean, Psylocke's not shaken by this. She's just like, forget him. We don't need him. Yeah. Just ignore him. Get in it. And yeah. Now, here at this panel where Alex is using his powers, this is the first of many where they illustrate his powers really just engrossing. I love the way the mm -hmm. energy ripples off of it. Yes. I love that beam. It's very reminiscent of like a kind of like a Dragon Ball Z Street Fighter S type beam. And then yeah. later on they kind of do these weird like circle things. Not, it's like it's like like when it's like a shortage kind of effect because something yes. is limiting your power, so it's like that kind of shorting. That's static shortage. Yeah. yeah, that's really animated. Well. Yes, I noticed well. that as well earlier, and it just comes from his hands. So you know he's like kind of powering down, or maybe power, or like about to power out, up, yeah, yeah like, or something. Like yeah, yeah. So that's I loved that uh, artistic kind of flair that they did. Yeah, you got the coloring too because it's like dark and and light at the same mm -hmm. time. Mm -hmm. Um, but then, uh, you know, we have to put down the, the mutant somehow. So they, they shoot him with, uh, the robots shoot him with some damn, I imagine dampening Dampy tool. Colors, yeah. yeah. That shoots the, onto them. Obligatory, the, the obligatory one palette colored robots shoot your obligatory mutant callers. Yep. Cause I mean, we're talking about Cameron Hodge, so it's yeah, kind exactly. of one of the trope weapons that they like to use on the mutants. And man, these robots are like literally narrating everything they're doing. They're just like Gene Wade saying Amplify, Chromo Phase, Agitated Thoughts. Like they're literally like Command Code Conflict Found, Algorithm Agitated, like yeah, they ev everything. Talk like a more computerized version of like HK47, but it's even better really? because yeah. they acknowledge problems in people. So like when Alex gets the collar put on him and his power stop working, and the other robot goes to attack him. The mm -hmm. one robot behind Psylocke notices, and he says, nature slash protect response detected, target distracted, yeah. The designation exploited. <laughs> and it's, it's, it's pretty awesome. They're just, they they notice the flaw. They patch up the flaw. The flaw being Psylocke kind of stepping in to assist. And the robots is like, detected, you're not going to help assist, like, fucking deactivated bitch. <laughs> narrating all like his moves to react to what she's doing and just kind of talking it out loud it's 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 kind of comical because she it, they also end with like die mutant scum or mutant scum this or mutant scum that yeah and uh yeah right is it pretty much takes takes them down uh they pretty much uh, have their guns pointed at him. Karen Hodge does the call to kill the mutant. And that is when the robot says, command override, un un ungated algorithm, agitated, agitation, kill the mutant. And uh, that's when uh, we get a great crow kind of stepping in, you know, for a second. And he's like, all right, you guys are talking too much. Let's do this. And uh, we get a little bit of back and forth, and this is where we get like uh, them surrounded more or less by the robots, and that's where we get a little bit of havoc doing that little like we got a little circle action going on. I like that. Yeah, he's like trying to well his power out. Mm -hmm. If you go back two pages, there's that one I was talking about in like the center panel when it's flying at him when uh, Psylocke got distracted and looked back at him. The little balls, kind of yeah. little black black yeah, black balls, like spheres, yeah, like little tiny like black or holes, black holes, yeah. <laughs> It's weird to see his power like that because I've seen them animate it like circular energy coming off his hands or tiny circles, but I've never seen him dark like that. Yeah, that's I awesome. That's, I dig that. his powers are in flux, maybe that's what it looks like. I dig it. I dig that style for sure. Um, so yeah, they're surrounded um, by the robots and uh, we cut to um, the it's ship. Two guards, two two of them guarding uh, Nanny's ship in the east hangar, and uh, this is where I, I this is kind of your first uh, I guess tip, which I didn't even notice the first time reading. We get one of the robots saying confirmed Hodge mind prioritizing intruders, techno virus retracting, and they're they're talking about the, the kind of like the algorithms that he was just uh, mumbling off earlier. One of the yeah. robots. 
and uh, yeah, but, they're, they're becoming self-aware in their own unique way, and they're yes. differentiating between their own uh, free will versus uh, Cameron Hodges. Influence. Cameron Hodges, yes, exactly. And they even they don't even refer to him as Hodge; they refer to him as Hodge Mind, which is uh, uh, that's that's pretty much telling to what's about to happen, what's about to come forth. Um, yeah. And when they talk about it, they preface it with like blasphemous thought. That's how they like frame it. I love that. Like, this is like you're not supposed to doubt your programming, but they're like, "Hey, we're totally doubting our. We're programming. totally doubting our programming." Like, hmm. it, it seems like this ha- Hodgemite is separate from our own internal logic. It seems to almost be corrupting us. Like maybe someday, if if we try, we can co- overcome this Hodgemite. And the other guy's like, "Man, that's dangerous thinking." But I get what you're saying. And then they're instantly attacked by fucking. <laughs> they're like maybe we could be set to free creatures and they're like yeah buddy and then just <laughs> and then <laughs> bam dead oh uh, like pulling one of their hearts out like like ripping out their ripping robot it. chassis and like ripping out all those cables yeah uh man and they just take yeah those robots are done they're done they're no more free will no more free thinking for them at all <laughs> uh and they just look onto the ship and they get into the ship and they're just like, yes, this is my ship. And that's when Nanny kind of is like looking around and she hears a noise and she looks over and she says, oh, look at you. And that's all we get. Um, and we cut back to the other action. So, oh, Danny, Nanny, uh, Danny, I could, they called Danny, Nanny, Danny, but I meant to say Nanny. Damn it, Janet. I, I got, I got <laughs> So, na- so Danny, Nanny was <laughs> was uh, looking at something, a little something, something. We'll we'll find out what it is. Foreshadowing, foreshadowing, indeed. Um, so they're still surrounded by the robots, uh, Psylocke, Havoc, and Grey Crow. And as this is happening, we get the uh, we get the uh, kind of the more hate speech from Cameron Hodge and whatnot. He talks about the techno organic virus. And all this, and look at that subterfuge. That's some, uh, that's some not not natural looking subterfuge. Another dead giveaway. It's like subterfuge backlit by 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 something else. But it's it's, it's like it's like, it's like it's getting a, like weird patterns of darkness. Like he's being filmed from the moon or something. <laughs> <laughs> like how do you cast those kind of shadows? Right. Uh, but as it's happening, we get one of the robots just kind of coming in and it's just like, hey, Hodgemind, uh, can we have a moment to talk about uh, some stuff? You gotta, we, we have something urgent. And he's like, what's important? And he throws down Empath, just throws him on the ground and whatnot. And uh, he's just like, he has been captured and whatnot. And, uh, you know, they're still like yelling. The robots are still just saying everything. Empath <laughs> that joke about it. he's like yeah and i made you fight for it you bastard and then he says destiny impact retrieve without any incident without any incident <laughs> he says, shut up dark <laughs> Oh, uh, so yeah, the running uh, does not help him. But as that's happening, Empath tries to use his powers on Cameron Hodge, and as that happens, Cameron just kind of like grabs his mouth, literally shuts his mouth, and then says, "What a dirty little mouth!" and breaks him, and like literally throws him down. And then as he throws him down, it looks like just one of those robots just comes in and donkey punches him. Yeah, real bad. Crack, like It's like fucking dude has like a glass jaw because that shit is. Shattered. Oh, and that yeah. final panel at the bottom, he's, he's popped open like a grape. Yeah, it's it's bad, and uh, everyone's just like, "Oh fuck!" <laughs> Even Greg Cross is like, "Yeah, he, he ain't getting up <laughs> from that one." Um, yeah. And uh, as it's happening, his jaw's pretty much broke, but he's trying to speak, and he, he gets out of his mouth. He spews, "I couldn't read your mind." And as it's happening, yes, yes, my father protected you from evil. Cameron Hodge says, and he's just laughing, empath laughing. He's just like laughing at him. Cameron Hodge is just like, "What's so funny?" And he just keeps laughing at him. He's like, "You stupid fuck! You dumb idiot! What do you think I'm laughing about?" And he pretty much, he's like yelling. He, he pretty much puts all his problem. This is probably like his last energy because man, he uses yeah. that. He uses that jaw. That jaw shouldn't be working, but it's working. Ooh, yeah. that probably hurts. But he just yells, "You're a fucking robot!" And he laughs and continues laughing. <laughs> yeah, there is no mind in you. You're you're blank slate. You're but a, a robot. You're no <laughs> different than the rest of them. 
Yeah, and uh, Cameron Hodges' eyes get like he's almost okay. like snake-like, mm-hmm. just like fucking like you're a liar. Yeah, he's like no, it can't be, and um. That's when uh, he uh, asks one of the robots, he's like, yo, identify Cameron Hodge. And it's like, invalid command. Him, Cameron Hodge is not present. And he's just all like, but I am Cameron Hodge. And the robot's just all like, statement value is incorrect. <laughs> and he's like, what the hell? How is this incorrect? <laughs> the algorithm's fragmented. I was like, wow, what kind of shit talk is that for a robot right, right? there? <laughs> it's like you're giving up like, we need to be defragmented, but you have to, your cache is backed up properly. <laughs> You got a virus, buddy? It's like, all right. Talking puns at me just because I'm a robot. That's low. I'm a life force, sir. I don't have to stand for this. The robot is offended. And this is <laughs> this is the weirdest moment of needing to prove like existential madness where he's just all like, I am Cameron Hodge. Surely I am Cameron Hodge. If I am not Cameron Hodge, then you would shoot me, right? Certainly you would shoot me. So if I'm not Cameron Hodge, then please shoot me. And what is kind it? Kind of like <laughs> Looney Tunes, like fucking yeah. rabbit season, duck season, duck season kind of moment. moment. Yeah. It is duck season. Now fire. <laughs> Yep, the robot just fucking shoots at him and he's just like with uh with empath in the background still laughing. He's just like, I can't believe you fucking did that. Yeah, <laughs> he, he's just completely justified and elated that he he drove him to shoot get mm-hmm. himself shot just out of this weird existential crisis he's having right here on the battlefield yep. surrounded by all these robots who is the real cabin hodge i need to know <laughs> <laughs> he found out he found kind out of looks like metallo with half his face blown off a little bit a little bit yeah um and he, uh, yeah, he's done. He just, he goes out. Uh, Collapses, right. one of his arms falls off. Yep. Um, yeah, and uh, <laughs> pretty much just uh, like, Hodgemind terminated. <laughs> Thank you, mutant scum. And- <laughs> yeah, they all rejoice. They're happy that he's dead because they're done with him. Yeah, they're done they, with they him. They, all sold, they technically all had that same thought that the other two were having <laughs> earlier because they're they're still unified <laughs> in their own programming. Uh, Havoc's just like, you're welcome. Thanks, I guess. You, it's like the most racist, like thankful thing you've said to to us. Type of situation. It's great <laughs> <laughs> because they're all dignified. They're not even dignified as just mutants. They're, I guess, in their programming, they're titled mutant scum. Mutant scum. What? Yep. That's what indignification. Identifi- exactly. Um, but we go back to Wild Child and uh, uh, Nanny, and uh, he's just like, "What kept you? What not?" And he's just like, "Don't worry about it." Uh, Nanny's just like, nah, don't worry about it. She gets in the ship, and uh, that's when uh, we get uh, Wild Child's just like, a menth, a menth isn't through with us. You felt it too. And she's like, yes, yes, I did. And it's just a weird, weird, ominous moment between the two. And then they blow away. And then they fly away. And that's it. Yeah, so who knows? It, it's, it, I imagine it's setting up the idea that something's going to go off with them, you know? Everything's I mean, fine now. We that. already got that, yeah. From their demeanor and, like, the, what they said about the resurrection, I feel like this nodding to it is just like, oh, do you get it? Like, yeah, we got it. No, it's we like, get yeah, it. But, 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 but do you really get it? It's like, right. okay. I guess I don't. I don't know what you want me to say. <laughs> <laughs> Author, like, just... just Keep it in the background and leave it there. We don't have to throw it back to the forefront. Seeds of foreshadowing have been sown and we'll let them grow now. Exactly. Uh, but uh, yeah, we go back to the battle, and uh, uh, my favorite part. <laughs> this is great. This is great. We got Empath, you know, on the floor. He's pretty much out. He's dead. He's he's dead. But uh, I don't think Greyco recognizes completely. But he's just like, so uh, what'll it be, kid? Healing gardens or hatchery? And he just looks down at it. He's, his eyes are like wide open. He's not <laughs> breathing. Face. He still has <laughs> that like gro- gro- grotesque smile on his face. His, right. Scalp. <laughs> Yeah, but he's out. He's done. He's gone. He even tries to read, look, like look at check, check his pulse. pulse, and I'm just yeah, like, come on, he's, he's done. Like, oh, hatchery it is. Hatchery <laughs> it is. Yes, I love that. I love those moments between uh, Gregor and uh, Empath. Um, but then mm-hmm. we get this moment between uh, Havoc and the robot, which is such a great moment that's going to be uh, 
ruined very quickly but he's just like so we're cool right we're good he's like, yeah yeah he's just like uh the robots are like yeah, trans translation is this aggression done yes responses yes and more or less they become friends he's like um so you don't have to call us mutant scum type of thing we're just, we're not enemies we're we're friends and they're just like uh adjust, adjustment value mutant friends they essentially correct it um yeah, and they've changed <laughs> their algorithm they like adjust just the algorithm of how they they now value the mutants they see them as like mute checksum is now been changed to literally friend exactly and enemy from their program yeah and yeah they have look at havoc havoc just made a best bud they're all best buds what could possibly go wrong Cut. they still refer to him as mutant scum yeah they, they still that's, still, that's part, good it's like simplification we're like family mutant scum yes <laughs> And he's just like, yeah, uh, baby steps, baby steps. Yeah, um, so with these guys. yeah cut to, uh, <laughs> oh man, Psylocke and uh, Warpath, and, uh, or not Warpath, uh, uh, Grey Crow. And uh, essentially, she's, she's talking to, I assume, like Magneto? Magneto, right? Because she was like, no, she's out. talking about Magneto. Okay. Uh, but uh, yeah, I guess it's just because she's like silent, right? And she, oh, she's, oh, she's, yeah, yeah. She's she's over reviewing because okay, so it's either Magneto or someone on the council because she goes through here and explains to Great Crow that like anytime oh, it's, they it's come sage. across, it's Sage. Yeah. She says Sage thinks they're close to self-replication. So it's ah, perfect. So yeah, because she's gonna dive into about how they're they're still keeping an eye out on mm-hmm. any type of AI advancement and any possible. Uh, advancement too far down that line has to be brought to the council for uh decision to decide whether they want to get rid of it or yeah or it needs to be dealt with and uh yeah and essentially what they decide is that it's too close to self-replication and uh, it essentially needs to go it needs to know what is it no ai may flourish under our council watch essentially because they're trying to shut down like their whole lives these type of robots these like anti-mutant robots that are literally programmed to hunt and murder robots have existed so that it seems like they're setting maybe this will be a new law in the future but it seems like they're putting a hard like stop on ais because they're just like no or we're anything, they're, mit- they're like mitigating it to the point that anything that evolves past the level that they deem acceptable they just wipe it out with a their own counter virus that essentially goes through and just completely desecrates any type of AI that it comes in contact with. Yes. Even so much to self that even if the AI is self-aware and evolving, the virus does that in contrast to match it and kill it off before it can out evolve it. Essentially it turns into like a digital biological arms. Right. <laughs> yeah, pretty much pretty much so essentially she gets the call to destroy the ai and uh before that happens we get gray crow kind of coming in and she's just all like let me do it man i'll do it and we have this moment which is a good moment but it, it needs i wish they didn't undercut it a lot with a lot of the humor because it kind of doesn't hit as well because it's yeah, it, the moral like i guess you could say the moral justification here and what they're trying to weigh gets kind of muted in like the weird comical approach in which they go about it Mm -hmm. because like right away she's like yeah once i hit this button the virus is going to go through and the ai is going to be dead or essentially all these robots will be done for Mm -hmm. great crew's like oh my gosh like don't do it like let me be the killer i'm used to it and then she's like i've seen in your mind you want to be good you don't have to do this you don't always have to be the killer let me be the killer and i'm just sitting here going like yeah I don't know about you're a, you're a kind of all moral matters, high ground, like, like, or this just real moral high ground again yeah. about robots. Like it seems like it's weird. They're they're, they're getting kind of soapboxy about just like the he even asked her, like, "Do you consider them alive?" And she's like, "Yes, I have to." I, it's like, what? Why? <laughs> yeah, I don't get the I <laughs> have, do you to, have part? to consider them alive. But I don't. Does that have to? Do you think gonna, it has to do with the uh, fuck? What was it called again? I already forgot. From fallen, angels. fallen angels remember the uh the, the, the thing the, the the virus thing i can't even think yeah but there's so just or essentially what's on stake here is is something that's similar to the the mutant 
information and data being repopulated, mm. repopulated through the five and recreating it that way. I mean, I guess you can see she's trying to split the, the moral high ground there and say like, oh, you know, we're just data. They're just data kind of stuff. But I still feel it's a, it's a reach. I still, I don't feel the moral seriousness to this. It's almost like, oh, I just deleted a hard drive with some crazy data on it. <laughs> She's like, no, I'm committing genocide. This is tough. I have to think about it. And Greco's like, no, you don't have to do this alone. And it's all serious and emotional, but you don't feel that way. You as the reader don't feel, I almost feel like it's too preachy. I'm like, I don't give a shit. Delete these fucking robots and move on. <laughs> like They're going to commit genocide on you if yeah. you don't. <laughs> Exactly. Um, but yeah, she says, not this time. And she presses the button. Cut to Havoc and his best bud. And his best bud still calling him mutant scum. And he's just like, you know, you don't have to call us mutant scum anymore. That was kind of a, a term that Cameron Hodge used. And he's like, you know what? As the Cameron Hodge of, of, of words. words. Yeah. He equivalates, it, he equivalates it that way so that the robot could digest it in its own like terminology. Exactly. Like, oh, I get what you mean. Cameron Hodge sucks, so that word must suck. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, you get it. And he's like, I'm your friend now, Havoc. And he's like, you are my friend. I finally have a friend. And he's like, right, Havoc. And then dies in his <laughs> <And then> just <laughs> dies. Oh, man. <laughs> starts malfunctioning and like like tiny little pocket explosions all over his body and then all the other ones around him start dying and they're like in a hive mind so they're like talking in unison, unison like off of each other and it's so great because at the end as like the last thing he says he says a mutant code false value mutant friend <laughs> the saddest thing it's so Dude, sad it's just, like, I love that pun on programming Red value falls. As the lights go out. Everybody in Havoc starts shaking him, and he's like, change value to true! Change value to true! true. You were my friend. Oh, Oh, man. And I like the little like quote at the end where it says it was from Nanny's journal where it's the summer summer boy. And that's it. Just like this one red out of nowhere. Like it wasn't like Nanny was monologuing the whole time. It's just like you see Havoc's face and fear and just like anguish of them all dying. And it just says the summer's boy is upset. And that's yeah. like that's the one part from the journal log that we start with. <laughs> it's a weird part to start, right? I guess yeah. it's just trying to pick up from that moment but uh yeah it's more or less taking on the perspective of a nanny from this point and she's just like yeah he's sad he's been pounding since we left nevada and they're they're on the ship they're flying back everyone's just kind of like silent just hanging out and havoc just has his face on his hand like he's sad he lost he lost a friend today It's and, just not he, this. This group has not been the kind of therapy that Scott he, wanted to get. No, no, he's I don't not think he like realizes him. that. I don't think anyone realize. Only us as the reader actually notice how tormented poor Havoc is in this. Exactly, because the rest of his group is so fucked up that they don't even notice themselves. And obviously, Nanny and Wildchild are on a different wavelength now. Even she talks about it here, where she says, "Like I, I have to keep what I know secret. Exactly, I can't trust any of these people." Yes. Well, yeah, they said, but he can't. I was wondering, she said specifically, but he can't be trusted. And I was wondering who the he is in that. She didn't say they. No, 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 no. I, no, no. He says, but he can't be trusted, referring to Havoc. Oh, and then, and then says none, none of, of them, them can. Yeah, I got gotcha. All of them implying that Nanny does not trust the team. Does not because trust. Because Nanny has, has got her own agenda, which we revealed what she was alluding to earlier. Exactly, and she uh, she walks out of the room, and she walks to another room of the ship to a box, and inside the box is a baby robot. Now, Danny, we talked about this before the podcast. Why is a robot a baby? <laughs> Why does a robot have to be a baby? Uh, I mean, I threw out the idea that, that baby Yoda's hot still, so that might be a marketing thing. I, I feel like it mirrors way too much the whole wolf Warwolf narrative where like the warwolf they were like we got to give it a chance it's a baby and i'm like once again the robot like the warwolves were designed to murder so why are we trying (laughs) it's like those people you hear about like well i taught my cat to be vegan and it's like no you just murdered your cat (laughs) you can't reprogram like 
the the actual foundation of the makeup of something and this also just being a baby kind of really hams up that kind of let's give it another chance let's not be murderers would you kill baby hitler narrative they were getting into that kind of stuff earlier with the dialogue between psylocke and Bray crow and i feel like that and this are the weakest parts of this issue hands down because it just feels so forced and it's too similar it's mm-hmm. too similar mm-hmm. to that Warwolf narrative. So like, so they're going to have a baby Warwolf, and they're going to have a baby single-palette mutant-hating robot that is just there with the mini-obligatory ones. I do like the face and design, like how giddy and excited it is. It's like, yeah, I'm mm-hmm. a fucking baby robot killing machine. Like, I'm going to be a problem later, maybe. I don't know. Who knows? Um, I don't know. I don't get it. I mean, and the thing's not dumb. Like, she knows it's a robot, not a mutant or a real baby. Or a human, or yeah, it's not really a baby. That's the thing. I mean, it's just a baby shape, right? Yeah, like, is she gonna get any like robotic baby toy out there? Like, get a Cabbage Patch Kid? Like, oh, this too. Oh, I must save all these children. Save all the children. <laughs> yeah, I it's guess. A box full of fucking dolls. <laughs> this bitch is insane. <laughs> <laughs> They're my children. They're my baby. Uh, it's like yeah. uh, this is the next step after being the crazy cat lady. You become nanny. Yeah. You become nanny. You start. You become the fictional, the fictional baby lady. Yeah. Like, <laughs> These are all my children. My precious children. Yeah. They're so beautiful. <laughs> They're forever children. Oh, my forever children. So is this like baby going to go through puberty and stuff? Like, how does that? No, work? What's going to happen? Is it going to like grow up fast? Is it going to grow up at the same rate as a human? What's, yeah. What's like, is it going to be like a toddler? Is he gonna have terrible twos? Right, it's gonna <laughs> be like that know. one ep- that one episode of uh, Brick and Morty where it just grows up in a day. Yeah, oh, Jesus. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> raising the It's just the oh, Gazorpazorp episode is so good. I don't care, Dad. <laughs> if, if 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 being stuck in here is like this, I'd rather die. <laughs> it just runs outside. <laughs> Am I right? Uh, <laughs> man, it's good. Um. Yeah, and then we uh, cut to uh, the Hesiod Hesiod Protocol. Um, And this is, I guess it's not a law. It's a protocol. Whatever. Mm -hmm. I don't know what that means exactly. uh, uh, An operating procedure that I guess can be broken. Sure, I guess. Um, But the tenets are pretty much uh, AI has been weaponized against mutant kind in the past, so shall it be in the future. Uh, like all AI, anti-mutant code evolves towards self-awareness. It is better to poison a seed than to fell a tree. Now, what it seems like from what I'm seeing is that maybe is it, it's setting it up to where the, the, the mutants are going to be the technarchy and the creation of the techno-organic virus instead of being the ones that actually prevent it in this new paradigm almost it seems like they're kind of setting themselves up to be the the kind of the technarchy themselves or something i don't know it becomes like they become like a some sort of biomechanical sentient technarchy kind of uh, i could see that but that also kind of feels a little bit like a dream sequence and like a tv show it feels a bit like cop out yeah. where it's like oh we were because they did that with the whole background plot with apocalypse how cable went back in time and it was like the techno organic virus in him <sighs> is what gave apocalypse's yeah. powers creating that time travel MacGuffin. oh god yeah so yeah. i hope that's not what they do with this but maybe i definitely do find it interesting that they make note that anti-mutant code tends to evolve into self-awareness that is a really unique distinction it's implying that any type of anti-mutant programming in any robot will in in return in itself eventually become a sentient self-aware robot yeah. or AI. They, they got a days of future past ptsd they're just like nope nope not shutting it down shutting that down yeah. quick yeah, exactly <laughs> it's just funny it just goes from like ah kill all mutants to hey what what does what does uh, the world really like mean like what do i mean what does what mean what is is and it's just like, wow, that's a big logical jump you went from there, robot, who's <laughs> just meant to kill all mutants. You went from killing all <laughs> mutants to, like, reading, you know, about Socrates in, like, right. one jump. That's pretty impressive. <laughs> but then again, uh, it's, it's an AI type of intelligence. It's fast and advanced. Maybe like that movie Her, where they all kind of just play off of each other, so it makes them more uh, 
streamlined at, at speeding up that kind of evolution. Mm. But I'm interested to see them dive into this more, and I like that Hellions has been the conduit to dealing with this. I don't like the fact that they're still in Exoswords nonsense with the MFE stuff. I wish that they had already moved past that with Wild Child and Nanny and just addressed that as like, this is just how it's going to be. Instead of like, there's going to be some big reveal later on that's going to tie back to all that stuff. Right. And Apocalypse will be back and everything will be like, hey, look, this is important again. And you're mm. like, man, you guys are quick to reuse your stuff already. Right. <laughs> Remember Apocalypse said I'd be back? It's like in, like those movies where it's like comedic or it's a joke where the guy says like, someday I'm going to call you for help. And then the guy walks five feet away and he gets the phone call and he's like, yeah, today is that day. But aside from that, I still like this. I'm really excited yeah. to see what's going to happen in the next Hellions issue because it's not as predictable as I would think it would be compared to how the other issues have played out. No, I yeah. definitely know it's a problem with the robot baby, but that still could become gold in the end. You never know. Who knows? That could come back and a year from now too so it might not be a we big can get like thing. empath like trying to kill the fucking robot baby and then the robot baby like murders empath <laughs> you guys are afraid of a baby i'll take this fucking baby out and oh, then it just like fuck fucking like rips baby. his head off like that fucking rabbit in holy grail oh, <laughs> like, just, like, oh. <laughs> and they're like oh my god it's fucking murder machine we forgot <laughs> it's not a real baby it's a dog it's it's a fucking killing machine designed to wipe out robot like mutants. Oh my gosh! And we brought it to an island full of mutants. How could have this gone bad? I can't mm, believe it. How could <laughs> this go bad? But uh, we can also now get uh or orphan maker back now that we have the ship. Yeah, they can construct this armor and he can be back in the fold. Which you know he he, he has become a respectable piece of the fold. Sure. I'm interested to see how that plays out. Now, did he die? On the other side, right? Like he yeah. died, so he got resurrected like them as well. So he should be in he'll, a similar demeanor. He'll be in a, a menthi-minded person. Yeah, yeah. Which is supposed to be like amalgamation of all your kind of possible. Exactly. Uh, so weird. <laughs> such really a such weird. a really like a vague definition to what could be almost anything. It really could be. It really could be anything and that's what it is i mean if you think but if you did mention this like a few issues a few episodes back and that like if it was the collective of all possibilities all potential universes out there and one body wouldn't that make you the best version of yourself yeah i mean it it would it really would be because you'd have to have all those attributes in one place but then you would have all you'd be both the best version of yourself and the worst version of yourself because you'd be an average of everything not necessarily the highs or lows of any of those you would be the the best possible medium of who you could be yeah exactly which might not be great right might not but i mean it i guess at the same time it seems like it would be so chaotic that it would just tear you apart right it's like how do you consolidate that like how do you consolidate such wild, radically different personas in one persona? Uh, you get question. some Neapolitan situation where it Is mixes I, together and makes like a real good flavor. I, I got <laughs> too much chocolate and I need more strawberry. <laughs> but never need more vanilla. Never. You need the right amount. You just need the right amount. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, you never need more. <laughs> just need the right exactly um and then we have a little quote at the end well we got the practices first so the practice is pretty simple you know monitor check it out you see it tell the council the council decides yeah you see it say something and then the council will decide if we want to insert a virus into it and that's pretty much it pretty basic rules straightforward Mm -hmm. And uh, we get, but we get a quote from Charles Xavier. Like a, like fire, AI is a discovery, not an invention. Let us not tolerate embers, lest, lest we face an inferno. Damn, man, you know, I was the, killing the, it. The, Putting, the, I call it a shame. Yeah, man. Whew. Talk about like equality for all mutants. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> a fucking AI. AI and Orphan Maker, go fuck yourselves. <laughs> exactly. 
Uh, the, the orphan maker thing still pisses me off. The whole hypocrisy of the all mutants are beautiful children of 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 this earth, except for that asshole. Or or albeit beautiful children, but then I'm going to bring in this other child who was designed to kill these mutant children. Yep. And put them right in the same playpen. Oh, yeah. Charles, 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 what are you doing? I hope you have a bigger plan. Or maybe I hope Moira has a bigger plan. That's going to play out. They're going to go on a mission, and they're going to leave the baby genocidal robot behind, and they're going to come back, and it's going to be like halfway through Krakoa, just like already killed like a million plus people <laughs> like it just started killing and it couldn't stop <laughs> <laughs> oh god it took out all of the all of the teenagers just all of them why did you enroll in our daycare why someone go get warpath no warpath is a teenager now in these books you don't get it <laughs> <laughs> he's you dead with uh, Cameron Hodge, where he was telling the uh, all the robots to guild them like horses, and then one of the robots was like, "Inaccurate biological inconsistency." Psylocke is a woman. He's <laughs> just like, you know what I mean? <laughs> uh, too literal. Uh, there was some good. There was some pretty comedic writing. It is good writing. Great. The writing it is really weird. Yeah, so even though a little ham fisted sometimes with that, that just kind of soapbox that they took on at that weird moment. These guys murder a lot too. They just kind of have that X Force kind of feel where they're just going through and just like get the mission done. Who gets a fuck? And then in the middle of it, they're like, "Let's have this big like di- diatribe about what it is to be human and not to be human," and then go back to killing. <laughs> yeah. uh, there are like even visually, there's so many comedic moments. Like uh, it's just now I'm looking at uh, the panel below. Uh, empath dying when uh, when Havoc is saying we cool to the robots like the robots are literally two robots are literally holding one robot that's flayed open at the chest and it looks the way they're holding it it looks like it's a human and it just looks so funny because they're just like he's dead and like his chest is literally ripped open and Havoc's just like so we, yeah. so we cool they look like they're dragging him off yeah like, yeah. You know, like from the battlefield wounded combatant and he's like oh. No, yeah. Um I don't know. Little things like that I am liking throughout this entire series. Um Empath, his whole thing, and or specifically Grey Crow and Empath's whole dialogue. That's a good character uh, development arc between both of them, the way they play off of each other. Yes, because that's the thing. If Empath doesn't die in the mission, usually Grey Crow is the one that kills him. Yeah, he, he finishes up a quota that they have to maintain. <laughs> yeah, you gotta gotta take him out sometimes. Sorry, yeah, this, the issue's ending and you haven't died yet. We, we got <laughs> we got some things to do. <laughs> we got some things to do, and uh, we still got some uh, mystery behind what's going on with Psylocke and uh, Sinister and that whole. Uh, jazz and whatnot um i don't know don't really care too much about that uh but uh whatever motivates psylocke to be a better character than what she was in fallen angels is all that matters to me i agree Um, i mean they've raised the bar so low or they lowered it so low that it's it's not that hard (laughs) she she really hasn't had too much character development in this since the beginning of of hellions but it's been enough of a progression with her and she hasn't been too out of her element that it's been fine i've had no real problems with silence it seems that they're struggling ever since they took betsy and her and made her different people. Their, their identities are definitely all over the place. They're struggling to figure out who these two characters are now that they do It's that. like they're doubling down to try to redefine them as the individuals instead of the amalgamation that they've been for so many years. But yeah. they're doing it in a way that does not feel organic. Like they're almost like trying extra hard. Like, like as if they want to hold up two different palettes next to each other and see like, hey, they're clearly different, right? Don't you see? Please not. <laughs> Put the gun away, man. Like, all right, they're fucking different. Okay, right. dad, get that out of my face. I see, Howard, I get it. She's Captain Britain. I get it. <laughs> Fuck. 
but that'll do it for us this week, folks. I gotta stop calling you guys folks. You guys aren't folks. You're fine, educated individuals. Possibly, I don't know. You're reading. You're listening to us, so that's questionable. Yeah, I mean, like, <laughs> Samuel Clemens. Clemens was folksy, but he was also educated. I there mean, you go. Yeah, you're yeah. all a bunch of pen name Mark Twain's. Thanks for coming along. <laughs> Thanks for listening to my TED talk. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but uh, stay tuned. We got a sword uh, issue number two. We have New Mutants just came out as well as uh, X Force came out. Uh, you know, Cable came out, but eh. Marauders yeah. came out, but eh. uh, yeah, the Marauders well, wasn't too bad. We might we might touch on Mar- action, yeah. we might touch on the Marauders a little bit, but the Excalibur. Eh, eh, eh. Yeah, I, mm. I forgot that's actually next week. Yeah. Um, so yeah, yeah. Keep uh, hanging in there with us, folks, because we are getting through some good stuff. And now that we're back onto uh, you know talking like one issue a week, I feel I feel like this feels nice. You know, we got room to breathe here. We're talking. We're saying things that are on our mind. It's great. We don't feel rushed in a series about people that and things that don't even matter. Yeah, I mean, when you get time to just dissect one issue, you can really kind of just enjoy the paces of it. Whereas if you have to dissect not only one, but two issues, and they both don't turn out to be bad, then it's like, it's a compound negative feedback loop that just is not pleasant. Yeah, exactly. Um, and you guys agreed, because uh, those are sort of, Exo Swords uh, episodes are kind of on the lower end of the listening spectrum. So, hey. We we're right there with you, right there with you. I didn't want to read them. I don't blame people for not wanting to hear about them. So no worries, folks. No more of that. Just uh, you know, a lot more jokes about Cameron Hodge and uh, his uh, his lack of soul, just like the Ginger Kids. I have a soul, and I'll prove it. Shoot me in the face. (laughs) Shoot me in the fucking face (laughs) right now. Uh, like, he, he literally pranked it with the Looney Tunes joke. Like, God damn. I'm uh, phoning it in. Oh, man. Um, yeah. But that'll do it for us this week, folks. Remember, the robots will kill you. So if you have an existential crisis, don't ask a robot to shoot you in the face. Just, you know. Prove it. Just, just, you know, talk it out a little bit. Yeah. Work There's it out. There's other ways. <laughs> They make a phone call. They have hotlines for this. Hotlines, plenty of things. Find a friend, a debate club. (laughs) It says, don't call that robot a friend of yours. Call us. We'll help you out. And we don't have to shoot you in the face. (sighs) 